Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. We are doing the dang thing, uh, because today, one of the things that I really want to talk about, and this kind of stems from, we got three more until we're at 1.30, so let's see who's it gonna be. Um, Last week, Wednesday, and another one of my, you know, let's open up dialogue, and we were asking questions and letting people kind of talk about what are some of the things that you have um, struggles overcoming, or maybe what's something you have to overcome, and let's see how we can overcome together. 131 guys, love y'all. Thank you so much. And so uh, I think we actually only got to two people before the hour was over because both things that people brought up were excellent things that uh, uh, really elicited a lot of dialogue. Are you guys um, able to understand me? I apologize. Uh, we understand we hear you. Yes. Okay. Yes. So sorry. Yeah. It, okay. Thank you. 
And one of the things that um, was brought up actually by a good friend of mine, Sally Cologne, was when you're embracing your ambition, but you're a parent, how do you juggle? How do you juggle it all in a way that A, you're still embracing your role as parent and, and really thriving in the role of parent, but also embracing your God-given ambition to pursue the desires that he placed into your heart. And so I'd love to elaborate on the conversation today of parenting and business, parenting and um, entrepreneurship, parenting and intrapreneurship, parenting and really striving for whatever it is that you're going for. And how do you maybe overcome some of that mom guilt, that dad guilt, some of that um, guilt because you have to be away some of that guilt because sometimes you have to put um, in that moment the business is going to take you away from your children or the priority of taking care of what needs to get taken care of in that business might seem or make your kids feel as if maybe they're not as much of a priority. And so if this is something that you guys would like to hear about a conversation on, I want to hear you guys unmute and like say, yes, this is what we need. We want to hear about parenting and business. Let yes. me hear you people. Absolutely. Okay, good. I love this. And first off, Ramon, I appreciate you so much for following exact directions. <laughs> Did anyone else hear him? He literally verbatim said what I said. And I love that because that's exactly what I do. Um, okay. So this is something that's really cool. So I want to give a little bit of a back story um, because I'll tell you one of the things that was really interesting growing up and, and for those of you that were there, you heard this story on Wednesday morning around 11 on the social media show. Growing up, my father um, was a businessman who later went into full-time ministry for a huge chunk of my life. Um, he was like a, a part-time pastor, if you will. Um, he had his career. And then on Wednesday nights, um, he would do youth group at our church. And um, he pastored the youth. And then for a while there, he actually... Um, uh, ended up being what, what, what at the time was called the district captain for the southeastern United States, which meant that he was basically the youth pastor of youth pastors for the Assemblies of God for all seven states in the southeastern district. And then ultimately, thanks to Tim's story and um, a connection made there, uh, my father went into full-time ministry. Well, my father knew that he was called to be in ministry a long time ago. He knew at a very young age, um, probably around the age of 18, 19, he felt the calling and he knew that he was gonna take it. So when he asked my mom to marry him when they were in their early 20s, he actually asked for her hand in marriage and also asked that she carry the mantle of his calling with him because he understood that if he was called to be a pastor, then my mom was also called to pastor. And in fact, he understood that if they were called to pastor, that in turn, the entire family was called to pastor. So when my father, I believe at the time, I was 19 years old when he went into full-time, full-time ministry, meaning he had no other source of income coming in. Even though at one point my father was a full-time pastor, he did always have other sources of income coming in and wouldn't always take a paycheck as a pastor. Um, and, you know, thank God by the grace of God, he was a successful businessman. And so things were fine. Well, when he decided to fully give himself over and go into full-time, full-time ministry, I was a sophomore in college and my brother was in high school and my sister was in high school. Well, the shift was going to be that the money was going to be, you know, probably not as much as we were accustomed to. And there was going to be some shifts. I was the only one that didn't have to work through college. I had everything paid for um, through scholarships and then my parents and my brother and sister, at the time they went to college, my dad was a full-time minister. And so the money wasn't necessarily the same. And so there were some shifts and changes. And one thing I'll always remember as a 19-year-old man is my dad calling 
a family meeting. It was over the summer when I was home from school. And he basically invited us as a family to carry the mantle of his calling, of going into full-time business, of fully devoting himself to this calling with no other distractions. And ever since then, he's been a senior pastor of a church in Orlando, Florida, and still to this day is. But one thing that he showed me at doing that, and one thing that he showed us when he would tell us the story of when he asked my mom to marry him, how he also invited her and asked her to take on his calling with him, is it allowed me to see at a young age that sometimes when my dad was gonna be away, or when, my, when maybe the money that we had in the past wasn't at the same level, or maybe we had to go with less. Like I said, my brother and sister had to work through college. They didn't get like the expendable income, or they didn't have the expendable income to just send them money so they didn't have to work. My brother and sister, my parents paid for college, whatever wasn't covered by scholarships, and then the rest they had to cover, their room and board, et cetera. By the grace of God, I didn't have to do that, like I said, but they did. But because of these shifts, we were never angry. We were never resentful. We never felt like ministry took my father and mother away from us, especially as a young man with a father who was a youth pastor, and he was there mentoring other um, young men my own age. I never was jealous. And I was a pastor's kid, and my parents would send me to pastor's kids' retreats my whole life. And I remember going to these PK retreats with other PKs and we would just kind of talk. And I remember people feeling jealous, people saying, my dad's never there for me. My mom's always in ministry. They're always doing this. And there was this jealousy and there was this, you know, the whole mentality that PKs are rebels and we do bad things. A lot of that is because a PK doesn't always feel seen or loved by their own parents. And one of the biggest complaints that we would hear when people would talk about that, you know, in these retreats is that my dad is one way behind the pulpit in a different way at home. And so my father was not that man. My father, who you see to this day, standing behind the pulpit, is the man you'll see at home, is the man you'll see in my home. Is My father is the man that his favorite place to be on earth is wherever his three kids and wife is are. If the three, if the four of us are, and now grandkids and, and in-law, you know, children, um, when the family's together, my dad is literally in heaven. And we have such a beautiful relationship as a family. And I believe that is in large part because my father, as the head of the household, as the priesthood of this home, always welcomed us into his calling, welcomed us into his ministry. And the ministry and calling was of the family and not of the individual man. And in turn, there wasn't that separation. And therefore, we gave grace when grace needed to be given. When my dad had to travel a lot at one point where he was literally traveling all over the world speaking, we gave grace if he had to miss something. Because the reality of the matter is, is that my dad would make his schedule even when he was traveling. So if any of us had a game, a show, he didn't miss a thing. But that didn't miss mean that he didn't miss moments of the mundane that are still important. And in spite of all of that, we gave him grace. Why? Because our father wasn't out there doing his calling. Our father was out there taking care of our calling as a family. So why do I share all of this, um, you know, story of my youth? And it's because while I wasn't called to stand behind a pulpit and preach, I have been called. 
I've been called to entrepreneurship. I've been called to public speaking. I've been called to literally see the greatness in others and help them step into it. But the only way I will be successful in my calling is if my wife and kids carry the mantle with me. Because I promise you, it doesn't matter if it's ministry or if it's business, if the things aren't going right at home, they're probably not going to be going right in your business. If things aren't going the way that they should be at home, they probably aren't going the way they should be in your business. And if your children resent the work that you do, instead of have pride in the work that you do because mommy or daddy is doing what it takes to move the needle forward for our family, that is not on your children, but rather, in my opinion, on you. So how can we change the dialogue? How can we start change the conversation from, mommy, you're always gone. Mommy, I don't like that you have to be away from me for you to do the business. Daddy, do, are, is, that, is that phone call more important than me? Daddy, why do you have to be in your office instead of out here watching a TV show with me or building magnetiles with me or doing a Lego set with me? Mommy, daddy, why, why, why? You see, oftentimes the only way that we can have success in business, and we hear all this all the time, is you have to be tied to your why. You have to have a why so strong that on the days that you don't want to get up and do what it takes to move the needle forward, on the days that you don't feel like making those phone calls, that you don't feel like putting the post on social media, and those days come and sometimes those days win. But those days have less power over you when you are so ingrained in your why and your family is so ingrained in your why and the family is so ingrained in the family's why that they will have grace, they will have understanding, they will celebrate and genuinely as a family, you'll move the needle forward. That doesn't mean, for example, I'm an entrepreneur. You guys know that I'm a professional network marketer. It's what I do for a living. By the grace of God, I'm blessed to do it full time, which gives me tons of time freedom. It also affords me a lifestyle where I get to travel a lot for work and for pleasure. Sometimes with the kids uh, for pleasure, sometimes with just me and my wife. And sometimes I might be gone at the beginning of this year. I actually had several trips in a row, uh, not in a row, but I was gone pretty consistently. My kids understand that they, I am doing our work as a family to move the needle forward. As a professional network marketer, I'm looking for both customers and business builders. When we bring a business builder into our business, I tell my kids and we celebrate together. And it's not daddy got another promoter, it's Sophia Reese, we got another promoter. We have someone else that's joined our business that's gonna help us move the needle forward. And we celebrate together. When my wife, the very first year that I was in business, she really didn't understand. She was getting frustrated. And listen, I could tell you this, uh, the, the old adage is true. Happy wife, happy life, <laughs> especially in business. And she didn't feel a part of it. She wasn't connected. That was on me. And I remembered what my father had did. And, and so about eight months into business, I had her come with me to our first company event. And from then on, she is welcome to come to every single company event. And when she wants to, she comes with me. For about three years, she went to every single one. Why? Because one of the beautiful things about network marketing is that it's self-development with the paycheck. And when all of these conferences are 75% self-development, and I'm going to these conferences, changing, developing, growing, becoming a better version of myself, and she's not doing that with me, and guess what? We might become unevenly yoked, 
She might see my growth and my change actually as something that is negative or taking me away from her. So I brought her in with me. She started doing the work. We started doing the work. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Work together. I started introducing her to the entire team, having her speak because my wife is an incredibly wise woman who's gone to war, served in Iraq for the Marine Corps. She's a badass. So she has things that she can teach and impart. So why not use that wisdom? And so literally, and it went from being a business that was my business, daddy's little side hustle that, he, that ended up turning into a full, full-time hustle in six months, became our family's hustle. And so if you're sitting here and you're like, gosh, my kids are always complaining that I'm on the phone too much. My husband or my wife doesn't understand the hours I have to put in to build what it is that I have to build or I want to build or I'm called to build. I want to give you three things that I think if you start to do these three things, it might shift the way things are at home. So if you're interested in hearing these three things, I want you to unmute and say, Alex, tell me the three Yes, tell me the three. Tell me the three. I love you guys. You guys are so fun. Okay, so number one. One of the things that if you want to move the needle forward as a family and, and not be held back by parental guilt, not be held back by spousal strife, not be held back because your kids don't understand the number one thing in my opinion that you should do is come together as a family and come up with a family why. You have your why, but what's your family's why? Why is your family gonna be okay when you have to leave to go um, on a business trip? Not why are they gonna be okay, obviously, but what's the why that's driving? What are the things that as a family, you guys want to accomplish? So come up with a family why. I can tell you this, that my family's why is to live a life that allows us the time freedom to do everything our hearts desire, see as much of the world as possible, have a fun time while doing it, and help as many people find more health and more wealth along the way. Come up with a family why that you guys come up with together. And listen, even as a five-year-old or a three-year-old, you could have dialogue like this and they're the best. They'll tell you the most honest responses. Either way, bring them into the conversation. Let them be a part of it. Because even if they don't contribute a lot, at the end, the end result is everyone's result. And so when you're gone on that trip, when you're going and your kids are like, Daddy, I don't want you to miss my soccer game this weekend. Hey, baby, Daddy is working to make sure that the life that we chose as a family to live a life that gives us the time freedom to do what we want when we want, to travel the world, to see all the cool things that I know in your little heart's desire you want to see and help as many people get more health and more wealth along the way. And daddy's got to go on this trip. And sometimes it's a quick check for me to say, wait a minute. Is this event that's taking me away from something, moving that needle forward to what our family's why is, our goal as a family? 
why we're willing to do, to sacrifice at times. And if it's not, or it is, but for another reason, then I have to adjust accordingly. So number one, come up with a why as a family. Number two, and these two things go hand in hand. And this next one is so much fun. And I promise you, when you do this, but more importantly, you start to take things, uh, you start to check things off, and you'll understand in a second, it's even better. And that's create a family vision board. What are the goals that they have? For example, guys, I am so excited about this. Like, I'm so excited. Let me... I can't be too loud. They're all sleeping, but <laughs> I don't want my daughter to hear. So on our vision board, my daughter put that she wants to have Pano Chocolat by the Eiffel Tower. She's eight years old, and she wants Pano Chocolat by the Eiffel Tower. This summer, we are going to be making that vision board entry come true for my daughter. I am so freaking stoked for that moment that we're having Pano Chocolat under the Eiffel Tower, probably with the hot chocolate from that hot, you know, and seeing her face light up as something on her vision board, on our family vision board that she put on is taken off and checked because it's accomplished. I get to do that for her. And the reality of the matter is, yeah, the way that, social media and well, not social media because my kids aren't on social media, but you know, on TV and stuff, all these toys and the way that, you know, that use, you know, Hitler style propaganda to get our children to want toys. I know the toys that she wants, but that moment, a moment of wanting to have Pano Chocolat under the Eiffel Tower, I wouldn't have known about that moment if earlier this year in January, we came together, if we hadn't come together to create this year's family vision board. And then this year, the year she said it, the year she puts it on the vision board, it come, it's gonna be coming to fruition. So y'all check out my socials when that happens, because I, I might cry because <laughs> I love when those things get to happen. When the, at eight years old, at five years old, their dreams that they have now, I get to help come to reality. In fact, in part of that, every single night, my kids say to me their affirmations. We say our prayers and we say our affirmations. My son's affirmations, this little five-year-old boy, he says the same thing. I will have good dreams tonight. And then everything, you know, who knows where he's going to go. My daughter is my little type A, uh, you know, everything's like perfect daughter. And every single night she says exactly the same thing. She says, I will have good dreams tonight. I will have a house with a pool. I will have dogs. I will have horses. I will try my best and never give up. I'm sweet, kind, brave, passionate, and powerful. Every single night my daughter recites those words since she was four years old. Same words, they've never changed. She's brought the dog to fruition, her dream dog that she manifested we own, but because she said, I will have dogs, she's like, oh, I have been saying I will have dogs, and that's only one dog, <laughs> so I keep it in. Time and time again, because I know, we know each other's whys, we know where we want to go, each other's vision as a family, and we oftentimes get to see these things come to fruition for each other. My family's all in on what I do. I'm all in on what my, we're all in on what my wife does. We're all in on what my kids do. Are you guys tracking what I'm throwing? Is this all making sense? Yes, sir. It makes a whole lot of sense, Alex. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, so first thing, come up with a family why. Come together with that family why. Really, really, really understand why as a family we're doing this. Second thing, come up with the family vision board. I don't care how old your kids are. If they can move their hands, if they can put glue on the back of something, they can look through a magazine and you can tell them to pick out something they like, even if it's an easy bake oven. <laughs> Teaching your child that they can have a vision and a dream and then seeing that vision and dream come to fruition because of the hard work that you put in every single day teaches them something. 
And it doesn't matter, you know, if you're an entrepreneur or you're an intrapreneur, you can still show them the way. You don't have to be someone that's called to entrepreneurship, called to ministry, or called to something that's so outside of the box that you do this. You can be someone who is called to doing the the nine to five you think you have the most mundane, boring office job in the world because you're an accountant working in a cubicle. I don't know. No judgment to anybody. You can still do this with your family. You're still an entrepreneur and someone who needs to stand up and rise up and be the best version of you and in turn teach your children how to be the best version of them. And the most beautiful thing I think that I have ever taught my children is the fact that they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if they believe it within their heart, they manifest it with their words and they act upon it with their bodies as hard as they can, they can and will achieve any Anything their hearts desire. Just take some work. Got to put that elbow grease. And so the first thing is making sure you have a why as a family. Second thing is making sure you have a vision board as a family. Where does the family want to go? This year on our vision board, we also put that we wanted to go to Costa Rica for a couple weeks in the summer. Guess what? We're going to Costa Rica this summer for a couple weeks. Put these things together and then watch them come to fruition, but watch your children make the link between the sacrifices that they have to make for you to sometimes pursue your dreams. Linked, they link that sacrifice to their dreams coming true. It's beautiful. And lastly, and most importantly, and then I'm gonna open this up for dialogue. The thing that I think that my father did so well, and I'm so grateful that I had the privilege of learning from him. And the thing I strongly recommend is whatever it is that you're called to, Maybe you're called to be an entrepreneur. Maybe you're called to be a public speaker. Maybe you're called to be a doctor. Maybe you're called to be a teacher. Maybe you're called to be a financial planner. Maybe you're called to be a digital marketer. Maybe you're called to be a real estate agent. Maybe you're called to be a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home dad. Whatever it is that your calling is, invite the family to that calling. Invite yourself to their calling and do everything that you can to move the needle forward for those in your life that you love with every fiber of your being that are called to greatness. Do everything you can to invite them into your calling. Welcome yourself into their calling and push the needle forward for everyone involved. Because I promise you the most beautiful thing in the world is when someone gets to live out the career that they want and they get to live the life that, they ha that they've always dreamed of in the way that they wanted. But the only way these things come to fruition is by sharing them with people, opening up your mouth, speaking it into existence, and then working like hell to make sure that it comes to fruition. So I hope that that helped. Um, my voice is a little strained, <clears throat> so I would love, love, love to open it up to people. I want to hear maybe what uh, like what hit, um, but maybe you have something that you'd like to add to the conversation. Maybe there are, because there are so many things that we could have talked about when it comes to parenting. This is one iota, one tiny bit aspect of it when it comes to parenting and business. So maybe you have something that you'd like to add. I welcome it. And I hope that for the next 28 minutes, you guys do me the honor of sharing this stage with me with your voices, um, because I would love to hear as many people sharing as possible. So if you are here right now and you would like to share, go ahead and flash your mic. Uh, I see you, Justin. Keep flashing, because I'm coming through from the very top. From the bottom, Alexander. <laughs> okay, I see you, um, Health uh, Shante uh, Wells. I see you, Sheila. Who said I see you, Doctor O? Who, who said start from the bottom? Was that yes, you? Sir. 
Okay, I see you, Missy Bat. I was like, I want to make sure I get that voice. Okay, so um, Justin, brother, you are the only dude that flashed his mic, but I'm going to give the mic to you first, and then I'm going to let the sea of queens to come up after you, brother. So go ahead, dude. I love it, man. Yeah, I mean, you saw me jumping in and out throughout your entire segment. This is such an important topic for me. You know, our day, good friend David Meltzer always says, we work jobs we don't hate to buy things we don't want to impress people that we don't like. Meanwhile, we leave our families at home. We die with the people that we wanted to love us the most, resenting us because we were doing the thing that we did to try and take care of them, right? Meanwhile, they're just sitting there waiting for you. It's such a poignant conversation. Our daughter is such a part of everything we do. We have meetings with our financial advisor and she comes to those meetings and she listens to those conversations. She just ordered a name tag because she wanted to have our logo on her little eight-year-old shirt because she comes in and out of the office, right? Like just integrating her and showing her the, not just the good, but the bad to me is an MBA level education for her little soul. And it's interesting because we're all little kids that just grew up. We're not smarter than them. We've just been here longer. and We've made more mistakes, right? So I think we're often overlooking the greatest success in life that's sitting right at home. So love this conversation, brother. Love your heart. And this was a, a super important segment. Thank you, brother. I love that. I love what you just shared. And I love that she already wants a logo. I, first off, our eight-year-old daughters, I feel like once they meet, they're going to be BFFs. So I cannot wait for that to happen. And uh, I just I just love, I love you, man. I love the way you do business. I love the man of God that you are. I love the husband, the father, and the friend. And I just feel truly blessed that you're in my life. So thank you so much for your share. Um, okay, so let me keep scrolling down here to, okay, so um, is it Shantae? Shantae, yes. Okay, because I know you're always here, Ms. Helpwell. So Shantae, you go ahead, and then we're going to go to Miss Yvette next. Okay, perfect. I just wanted to really pick up on what you were talking about with those um, vision boards. So an activity I actually used to do with my students, I would have them create vision cards so they can carry them around. And the family one was the one that always got the most results. And so I would have the students set a goal as to something they wanted to do with their families. And when I say without fail, every single student always had so many like testimonials by the time we went to Christmas break or by the end of the school year with things that they happened. And I'll never forget, I had this kid named David and these are teenagers, I'm talking about high school that I'm teaching. And he wanted to spend more time with his father, but he was afraid to like bring it up because you know they had went through a divorce, all that kind of stuff. And I told him, I said, put it on your vision card. And when I tell you, Alexander, by Thanksgiving, he felt the courage to bring it up to his dad. And his dad was so happy. He thought that he didn't want to possibly spend more time, you know, because he was a teenager. And it's just story and story after that. Please do this with your kids. Don't take for granted that teenagers still need to do this type of stuff. It works. And I use it with myself and I'm going to have my granddaughter doing it too. So thank you so much, brother. I love your energy. Listen, give yourself two claps and a Ric Flair. I, I I love that. <laughs> Give yourselves two clap and a what? What was the that oh, part? Rick Flair, baby, bring it. Yeah. Energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Thank you so much, Queen, for your share. I appreciate you. Over to you, Miss Yvette. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for bringing uh, memories of my dad back to me. I'm I'm a little emotional right now because Alexander. I I never really talk about you know the fact that I'm a PK. Um, I don't really mention it often because because just as you said, a lot of people have a negative vision connotation of PKs. They think, you know, we act out and uh, they think the girls are promiscuous and all those types of things. And I, I was never any of those things. And I followed my dad a lot because um, my mom worked in the evenings and my dad worked in the day. So in the evenings, afternoon, evening, I was with my dad and doing ministry, as you mentioned, you know, they were always busy. Well, my dad took me with him. And, and so as a little girl, you know, I followed him everywhere he went and I watched him. And my dad actually, just like yours, he was the same man at home that he was in front of people, you know, on Tuesday nights, we sat down and had Bible, family Bible study. 
and and I got to I, I got a chance to ask questions and 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 be heard. And at dinner time, I had a chance after church to be heard, and he included me. And and I was the same parent to my children who are adults now. And I'd never recognized it before you said this, Alexander, but my children have excellent work ethics. And both of my kids became supervisors as teenagers where they worked. And, and even now they go straight to the top because their work ethics are good because I included them when I was doing ministry teaching. And then I included them when I started my business and had a cafe, they worked alongside me. And I just never recognized that much of that came from how my dad included me and, and my mom, you know, they, they, they just made a team approach to, to family lifestyle. So I wanna thank you for bringing all of that up because I never really gave it that level of thought before. This is Yvette and I'm finished. Yvette, thank you so much for your sharing. What a blessing. You know, what a blessing uh, that you picked up the mantle, right? You carried the torch that your father set before you with your own children. And it sounds like you have exceptional children. And so thank you so much for your share. Thank you so much, because you know what? One thing I realized, and, and Yvette, you might understand what I'm saying, but when you grow up in the church and you hear these crazy testimonies of people that, you know, in the gang, shot seven times, you know, all this stuff, and now they've come to Jesus. When you just never strayed, you feel like, oh gosh, I'm not, now I strayed, girl, I strayed. I'm not saying I didn't, but, you know, it's, but really the greatest testimony in the world to me is I, I was born in the church. I, I accepted Jesus into my heart at five, six years old, and I stayed true to that path because that is, it is so much easier to go into the world and have a little fun. It is so much more difficult to stay on that straight and narrow. So Yvette, much love to you, Queen. I commend you for all your success and I'm excited to learn more about you. Thank you, Alexander. My pleasure. Dr. O, come on, Queen. Good morning, my darling friend. I'm so sorry about your voice. I really do hope it gets better, better to 100% soon. We love, love, love the hyper, hyper Alexander. All right, happy Monday, champion. So my own share would be from the perspective of a single mom. You know, when you become a divorced single mom and you have kids, at least for me, I can speak from my perspective, it became so very critical for me to begin to create those value systems with them and the culture that really brought us closer as a family. Not wanting them to feel like now that they have two homes, now they're like different, they're weird. And, you know, they see their friends that have married uh, parents. And I didn't want them to have that omission. And I didn't want them to have that mindset to feel like there was something missing in their lives. So, you know, I started to do several things with my kids many years ago, which I had always been doing, but I wasn't too mindful because I was married. We have meetings. We talk about everything. We have meetings about... If one of the brothers goes out of line, I gather them together and say, okay, guys, let's get together. What's going on here? And we talk about it as a family and everybody has an opinion about it. And we come to a resolution on how we need to do better and move forward. And, you know, even with my business and my busy lifestyle, I bring them into the place of understanding, okay, this is what I'm doing. And I engage them in it like, okay, you be my producer, director, person. When I started my media about um, about two years ago, my son became my media person. I literally had to train him from scratch how to operate the camera, how to do everything. Now today he's amazing and they are part of everything that I do. You know, so it really makes it very, very worthwhile when I have to be gone so long, when I have to leave them alone or when I have to miss out on certain things or they have to miss out on certain things, they understand that there is a bigger picture that we're working towards. Like initially about a few years ago, there were certain things that we're doing today. I could not afford to do it with them or for them, but I made them understand that, look, it's not going to always be like this. There's going to be a time when we get to celebrate those birthdays every year and we do everything you want to do. But for now, this is what mom can afford. So those open, honest, transparent conversations for me with our kids, especially for those of us who are single parents, it's important. So that way they understand. And kids are more empathetic than we give them credit for. They understand. 
but they just want to hear us bring them into the conversation, be honest about it. And they're like, they're good with it. And they would even make it better and easier for us. And that has really helped and worked. You know, of course we pray together. We do all kinds of things together. And I always remind them that, look, even when I'm not there as your mom, God is watching you. So you're accountable, not just to me, but to God and to yourself. So you always have to make yourself proud and you always have to make God proud of you. So that really helps me. And I know that my kids are doing amazing. Thank you so much, Alexander. This is an amazing conversation. Have a wonderful week, Dr. O. I yield my mic. Yes, Dr. O, I love you so much. You're such an exceptional human being and what you've created and the successes that your business is having right now. And I just love hearing that your kids were willing to be patient for the first season for you guys to go through that so that you can now be in the season of harvest that you guys are in now. And so just much love, Queen. So proud of you. Um, and Sheila, I believe that you were up, my queen. Go ahead. Good morning, Alexander. Thank you. And good morning, Breakfast with Champions. I just wanted to bring in um, Glenn, our famous leader, shared a couple weeks ago a great example of everything that you were talking about when his, uh, one of his oldest daughters pulled him aside and said, you know, dad, it's harder on the, the littles, the younger children, when you come home and you're only home for a night and then you're gone again. And um, I think because he's done such a great job doing what you talked about today in incorporating the family into the family vision, that his daughter was intuitive enough to notice how the littles felt when that happened and then share that experience with her dad who couldn't see their disappointment when he was only home for 24 hours. So that kind of full, pulls it full circle when the, when the kids are built into the vision and you're running a family business, they all take responsibility to make sure that happens appropriately. I love that share. And this is the thing. Glenn had to also be receptive to her saying that. And he was. And that's the thing is, is we have to understand that when we open up Pandora's box and we welcome the whole family <laughs> into your, 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 your um, mission, your vision, where you're going, your business, your why, all these things, that doesn't mean that it's a uh, you know, dictatorship that they're entering. That means that you have to also give them a voice and listen. And Glenn did. He gave her a voice and he listened and he made changes accordingly. Excellent share, Sheila. Thank you so much, Queen. Um, all right, flash your mic. We have a little bit more time left. If you would like to share, go ahead and flash. I see you, Dr. Jamesia. Go ahead. Hi, good morning, Alex. This is such an important conversation. It's 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 huge. You know, as leaders, we lead and we 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 get tunnel vision and we kind of forget about the people who are initially cheering us on. And I I just it, this really landed with me, and I, I share this also with my students because I work with non-traditional students. I don't know if you knew that um, I was a professor as well, but. When, when you're a non-traditional student, you're, you're older in life and you're trying to get yourself together and you're going back to school. And, you know, when I talk to them about the number one tool of success, it's this very thing. It's making an agreement with your family that, you know, there's a possibility that the things you want to do, I'm not going to be able to do right now. Right. But later on, in the end, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be able to focus on everything that you need and want in a better way, in a better light, because I'll be better. I'll be at, at, you know, at your, um, you know, available to you. And so, you know, giving me some grace right now to finish what I'm doing, just kind of like what uh, Dr. O was saying, just let me finish. And I promise you those play dates, we're going to do them. You know, wherever you want mommy or daddy to be, I'm going to be there. So the thing that I got out of what you said, Alex, about your message is make an agreement with your family and let them know up front, this is what I'm doing and this is why. And in the end, we'll be better for it. So thank you so much, Alex. 
Thank you so much. And uh, you know, my I'm blessed to have and not just incredible parents, but incredible grandparents. And my mom's mom, um, abuela is what I call her. Um, she always said this my whole life, que todo se resuelva con hablando, which means everything is resolved by talking, simply communicating, use your words. And I think that that's so beautiful yet so simple. And you just said it so perfectly, Jamicia, Dr. Jamicia. Talk, have that dialogue. This is what I'm going, this is what I'm wanting. Bring people into it, but it all starts simply by talking, opening up your mouth. I appreciate you, friend. Um, go ahead and flash your mics at me if you would like to share. I see Adam, um, let me see, Adam Smith. Uh, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Go ahead, brother. If anyone gets that reference, I That's appreciate you. That's an awesome you. reference. <laughs> I, I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you. Um, I, I've been on the road. I've been traveling a lot. I'm, I'm building a, a new business and it's a startup. And this morning I woke up and, uh, and the very first thing I thought about is my one-year-old daughter. We just had a one, her one-year-old birthday and I never thought I'd get to be a dad. And so now that I am a dad and I am in the process of, of, of building an, another new business, uh, this morning waking up and missing my daughter so much and missing my wife. It, re it was, I was in my head and I'm not normally that way. And so every once in a while, you know, every single one of us, no matter how strong we are, there's moments when we need a reminder. And the reminder today is exactly what you said. You're on your, you have a, you have a mission, you have a vision, you have a purpose, and you're driving now to build for something that's going to be lasting and provide something lasting for the family. And the best part is, is the other piece that you said is, is making them a part of it. When I started on this journey, I had an agreement and understanding with my wife. And I brought her into this and said, I'm not doing this and I can't do this unless you are in 100% with me to make this happen. And if you are, then we have to understand what this is going to look like. And part of that is going to be time apart. But also know that I love you and I'm doing this for us to make this to make our, our family have a better opportunity in life and give my daughter an opportunity to live a way that I didn't get to live when I grew up. So I just want to say thank you for that reminder this morning. I really appreciate that, bro. Thank you, brother. And listen, you have a one-year-old. Congratulations. And more than anything, congratulations for picking up the mantle, right? For picking up the calling that God put in to start another business. It's not easy to do, to be an entrepreneur. It's not easy to start something and yet you're doing it. And it's not easy to be away from your family, especially a one-year-old. And yet you're doing it and you're understanding that you're doing it for them. And I think that uh, you know, this is just a great reminder, and it sounds like you're just killing it, brother. And I, I'm just proud of all that you've already started to create, all that you're going to create. And I'm excited to see your daughter get to see a dad who never thought he would even be a dad create the life that she always wanted. So I'm really excited for you, dude. Um, I would love to open it for a couple more people. So if you were here on the stage, just so you guys know, we're, what we've been having a conversation about <clears throat> is parenting and business. And I gave three different things that I feel that if you do this in the beginning, when you're kind of first getting started in business, that it's a really great way to not maybe have to suffer from so much parental guilt, not have your spouse or your children um, complaining every time you have to travel for work or whatever it is, but really bringing the family in. The first thing is come together and have a family why. Why are we willing to sacrifice in order to move the, the, the needle forward in this direction? Direction. Number two, come together and create a family vision board so that as daddy or mommy or both are out working, busting their tails, there's something that we have goals coming true. Become addicted with, with making your kids' dreams, your family's dreams come to reality. And number three, invite them into the calling with you. Understand that if you're called, you're not called alone. And if you have children, if you have a spouse, they're called onto this journey with you invite them on that journey with you and so that's the conversation we had and since then we've just opened up dialogue of people giving different tips and tricks of how they've had success of bringing their children into the conversation so if that's if you'd like to share go ahead and flash your mic i see you marcus i see you Ippy. go ahead marcus and i see you mary kim uh, yo what up family listen i'm in the gym uh i would have tapped in sooner my trainer just took a potty break, so <laughs> I can hear y'all. Listen, I love this, bro, and it's hard to hold my arm up right now, so I'm going to be brief. Listen, <laughs> um, the Brandstetters, who are talking about Embrace Your Ambition, 
uh, a movement that we're building as well. So I love this title today. You know we do. But they came here. She brought her whole family, husband, three girls, my wife, the two boys. And in the beginning, when we were pitching what we're trying to build, it was difficult for them to see, like, all right, because things don't make money immediately. But it was important for us to include them from day one. So the first thing we did when our partnership became official was my whole family hopped on a plane, flew to their house, spent half a week with them to start building our foundation. And it's been a journey, but this past weekend was one of the best weekends of our lives. So much fun. The kids were inseparable. We took them to do so much fun stuff. We saw everything. We, t we ate a lot of good food. <laughs> no more of that. Uh, let me not say no more. In moderation. <laughs> but saw a lot of good sights. Laughed together. Cried together. Had a devotional together. Prayed together. And then while we were me and Ashley Faye were so tired at the end of our event. We're sitting down and the kids are up at the podium and her daughter's singing worship songs. My sons are telling everybody they can and like they're just imitating what they see. And so now when Ashley Faye and I, because there will be times where everybody can't go. We, our mission and dream is to take them as many places as we can. But we're speaking that shout out to Rachel. We're speaking at an event in Vegas, Rachel Weaver's event, uh, in just a minute. And so, I said just a minute, in June, June 3rd through the 5th, and everybody won't be with us there. But it's easier for her girls and her husband to miss mommy knowing what she's doing and why she's doing it. It's easier for my wife and my boys to miss daddy because they're part of it. They are incorporated into it. And because the communication is clear from jump, so, Alexander, you are blessing people's lives. You are changing people's lives. I love and appreciate you, man. Let's go. I love and appreciate you, and I love that. And I, I've, I've gotten a front row seat to watching both. I, I've been privileged to meet your wife. I've been privileged to meet Ashley's husband. I've been privileged to meet both of your sons. I've been privileged to meet all three of Ashley's daughters. And if imitation is the highest form of flattery, because we're seeing, you know, I love hearing you say, your kids saying, because you can, because you can. You know, literally, you know, the, Carrington literally imitating her mom probably perfectly. I could see all of this. If and I thought to myself, the old saying, imitation's the highest form of flattery, right? But then I also thought, if imitation is the highest form of flattery, who are your kids imitating? Are you a parent that's living a life that the kids are so flattered by you, or should be so impressed by you that they want to flatter you by imitating you? Are you living a life worthy of imitation? Because your kids are watching. They're going to imitate either way. What parts are they going to be following? Pretty good question, I think. All right, I know that we also had Miss um, Ife. Go ahead, friend. Ify? Paging Ify Thomas. Paging Ify Thomas. Alexander, I have a question until Ify comes up. Yeah, go ahead. Great. Just wanted to ask you, Alexander, to your point about when you're, if, you, if you're worthy of imitation, I think that's what I, what I heard as I rephrase it. Just what do you do about your children who imitate you but in secret? I have two kids. I'll call it out. You know, like sometimes, well, my son, me and him have a great relationship. My daughter, I'll find out she's copying me, doing things that I say, but doesn't tell me. Like, I'll be like, and she's an adult, but I'll be like, look both ways before you cross the street. No, dad, we don't have to. And then secretly, she'll look both ways before she crosses the street. That's a silly example. So what do you say about the private imitation, Alexander, that our kids do? Because sometimes as a dad, I feel like, oh, I'm not making an impact. And then somebody else will tell me, oh, she said your name. She said my dad does it, but not. She won't tell me to my face. That's my question for you, Alexander. Mr. Love to solve. Help <laughs> great, great question. Well, first and foremost, I think that you need to look in the mirror. Have you seen the movie Cool Runnings? Yes, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Do you know when he's looking in the mirror? I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who won't take no shit from nobody. <laughs> I think you need to start saying that in the mirror every single day. I'll tell you why. Because there is no way, no how 
that you, Ramon Ray, could not have a positive impact on every single human being that comes in contact with you, including your children. So you may have a strong-willed type A daughter who is like, I don't need to be like my daddy. I could be like myself. But everything that you do is rubbing off on her. And so know that just by being the light that you already are, you will have that imitation and you will be flattered by the children uh, that you are raising or have raised because you planted seeds, brother, and those seeds are coming to fruition. Of that, I, I don't even need to know your kids and know that that's true because you can't help being around you and not be better. Now, if you are someone who is one way in front of us now, I've had the privilege of, of actually meeting Ramon on two different occasions. And that's why it's important when I mentioned my dad was the same man behind the pulpit at home than he was at home. If you're different and your kids are seeing the true you, and they're, if it's not worthy of imitation or worthy of flattery, or it's not good things that they're imitating, <laughs> And that's on you, but I hardly believe, brother, that that's the case. I think this, I think live your life knowing that you're being watched, not caring that you're being watched, but rather putting your best foot forward in all areas, always making sure that you are the best version of you. So whoever imitates or sees, they see the best version of you. Uh, and that's not to say that you're not going to have bad days. That's not, I mean, listen, you guys, I've been very open and honest that I've been going through a season, uh, you know, the last couple months. And I'm okay being honest because I know that this is just a season. I know that this isn't permanent. And so, Ramon, I say this. I say, keep doing the damn thing, brother, because... I appreciate the perspective, man. I appreciate that. ...example in all areas of life. And I know that you're doing the same at home. And that you did when your daughter was living at home. So she's imitating you because you're worthy of that flattery, my friend. Guys, this has been an incredible hour. Thank you for everyone who shared. I'm sorry for anyone who I did not get the opportunity uh, to uh, let you speak. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.